Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Carolina Social Club. We uh, hope you had a great holiday. I'm here with my buddy B. Hey, hey. Eddie is out today. He is traversing the Appalachian roads uh, on a, I don't know what kind of mission he's on, but he's on some kind of mission. That, that frightens me. Yeah, I mean, a little bit, but it should be good. Um, how was your, uh, I know you had a kind of a weird turkey day sort of situation, so. Oh, man. So, I'm, let's, let's get right into it. So, guys, my wife had made the decision to schedule herself a surgery um, the day before Thanksgiving. So we got to have like our, our turkey day situation the weekend before, which was cool. You know, that was fine and good. Um, but she also wanted the Christmas tree up because of her surgery, because she didn't think she was going to be able to do it. Um, <clears throat> and I got to tell you, man, I am a, I am a, whenever I'm putting my tree up, like I need my tree to, to be front and center in my, in my room. It's like my shrine. Okay. Mm, yeah. We about to, we about to worship at the altar of some tackiness. That is my <laughs> that's my goal with Christmas. And you know what? Table this because I do have to ask a question of you later about Christmas. But like, <clears throat> put the tree up. My brother comes, he helps, and that's all fine and that's all good. Nothing really happens Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Take her to the doctor. She has her surgery. Whoop! Did he do? Thankfully, everything's okay. You know, Good. her she had three surgeries in one. Um, That's that value pack right there, Bruh, She had the Sam's Club of surgery. <laughs> so nice, you know. Gets home, and my kid, like I, I'm pulling up to pick her up. I'm I'm telling Ali, my five year old, I'm telling him like, look, man, we don't have to like look out for her because I'm not sure how she's gonna be. So we're just gonna make sure she gets where she needs to be. And this kid would not leave her side. He was like this loyal puppy. Hell and yeah. He was like grabbing her by her hand and making her hold his hand when she walked places if I was not around. It was so sweet. It was so awesome. It was the exact opposite of the little hellion three-year-old brother he has that was just like, mommy now has, well, a place for me to jump. And I'm going to jump directly. Oh, what are these marks on mommy's stomach? Don't worry about them. They're targets. Uh. Jumping like a motherfucker. Uh, sorry for the cursing. Um, but anyway, um, we didn't do anything Thursday itself. You know, and we've just been helping her rehab herself back to kind of like her, her normal yeah, self as much sure. as she can. And I got to tell you, my wife, most stubborn person I know, seriously, and that says a lot because I know you. Hey, she's <laughs> wow. She's 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 so like when she's in her head to do something, it is hard to get her to break. And by hard, I mean it's just not happening. Even if she relents, it's just not happening. She's a Leo. So do she? Yes, absolutely. I, I, I get it. You are like what one day ahead of her. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Or one day apart. Yeah, yeah. And day three, no, not even day three. Day two, she's walking herself unassisted to the bathroom because I didn't get there in time. Okay. Day three, she's freaking trying to do things around the house again <laughs> and not sitting down at all. Day three, I haven't even removed the cotton from her incisions yet. She's walking around like it didn't happen and it's upsetting me. And then she sits down and then just like falls apart and whimpers and, and whines for the rest of the night. And I'm just like, I want to help. But at the same time, I begged you to stop moving. <laughs> you wouldn't listen to me. Um, and so that's been my, that's actually been my week so far. And how about you? How's your day been? Your I mean, day. I mean, my turkey day was was pretty much normal. Sorry, man. <laughs> like, we went to uh to Thanksgiving at my dad's uh side of the family, and that was that's always good. We reconnected with them a couple of years ago after having not really seen or spoken to them in like fifteen years or something like that. Not because of anything bad. It's just like we fell out of touch, and that's just how it was. Oh, 
Um, okay. So we've been kind of like rebuilding that relationship, which has been really nice. And um, yeah, we we it was me, my my great aunt, who's going to be ninety this coming year. Jesus. Uh, my two cousins, my brother and his wife, and me and my dad, and uh, it was a fun time. We um ate, talked. I talked about getting drunk and going into a library and being loud, even though I didn't think that I was loud, which, which is, which is like pertinent because irrelevant because my, one of my cousins, both of my cousins work in the library system here. Oh, so they, they knew the person who was apparently at the desk whenever that happened a couple of years ago. <laughs> so suffice to say, you know, uh, I, people, I don't know. I haven't been drunk around many of the people who listen to this thing, but like, I'm a pretty like friendly and fun drunk. So it was, a uh, you know, just, fun stories and then we did uh thanksgiving with kelly's family and that was that was really good too when's the last time you like you actually got drunk how often do you drink i hardly ever drink um uh so i guess it would so the the story that i told was uh about going to the very first mimosa festival here in uh charleston and you I have think, a mimosa festival in Charleston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We it started in two thousand. It was either it either started in two thousand eighteen or two thousand nineteen. Okay, I'm envisioning like a lot of cool ass brunch type situations. Is so that's that what, what like? that's what we were envisioning too. And what it really was is like you go. It was a, at this outdoor venue. Okay. And you go. You get like a plastic cup. We actually, I think I have pictures of the plastic cup on my Instagram from when we went. And. uh they start you off with, you know, just like a mimosa right as you like hand in your ticket or whatever. There's mm-hmm. a, a little area off to the side that's got maybe like five food trucks that have food and that's it. The whole rest of the area and it's a big like it's a big spot uh-huh. has has just like tents set up of places where you can like get drinks and that's pretty much it. That's all it is like you go to different places. Some places had like specialty drinks and things like that, but most places were, were just straight like mimosa action. Okay. So you, you, you got drunk there. I got drunk there and it's not entirely my fault that I got drunk there. Okay. You need to explain to me how it's not entirely your fault that alcohol got into your mouth and down. (laughs) So, so I went with Kelly, of course, because we yeah. do all this stuff together. And uh, she, what what happened is, I would either finish my drink or like get to the very low part of my drink, and then she would finish about half of her drink and then dump the rest into my cup. Oh, and, uh, yeah. So this sounds like a plan. Yeah. Well, like it, it honestly, like it was just she didn't want to finish a mimosa, <laughs> so she and she didn't want to dump it out. <laughs> and I'm like, just put it. I I gave like consent and permission for her to like pour it into my cup. So realistically it's, it's my fault that I got drunk, but still. Okay. It's because it's important. Yes. It's because she was refilling my drink without me like totally realizing it. And, uh, yeah, I was like stumbling drunk when we were, when we were leaving and we had to call her parents to come pick us up. And I remember after like when they came to pick us up, we both, you know, had to go to the bat. I had to pee like crazy. And so we found this little library uh, nearby, walked in and I'm just like fucking shouting and like, you know, it's just saying, yo, it's all good. I'll meet you when I get out of here. Like, you know, that, that kind of shit. <laughs> and, and Kelly's like trying to hide her face because she doesn't want to seem like she knows me. And I don't, I mean, if what she says is true and I don't think it is because I thought that I was very quiet. Uh, you know, but apparently I was I was quite loud, shouting across the library. And um when I told my cousin that, she was like, Yeah, that doesn't even register as some of the weirdest stuff that we've seen at the library. She's like, one time there was a guy we found sleeping in the dumpster. Uh, you know, regularly homeless people will come sleep in the library. Right. Um, so so like just a drunk loud dude walking in and walking out, not that big a deal. I'm like, well, I wasn't that loud. I was whispering. And, but and by whispering, I was like, I'm whispering right now. I'm whispering. I'm so quiet. Why are you telling me I'm being so loud? Like that's oh, okay. That was the situation. So I'm just the, saying. I'm just saying the, if Kelly can't handle you you're drunk, how can she you know she can't just accept you at your sober? I'm just saying. I mean, I think that she prefers me sober to drunk, so that that probably helps. 
but yeah, it was it was a good time. Um, we haven't gotten to go back because of COVID, which that sucked. But right, it's always 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 a fun time doing stuff like that. We have like a margarita festival here and like a um, a wine festival, and we we love to drink in Charleston. So. <laughs> So in in fairness, you could just say we love to drink and just stop there. We are in America and it's true. Pretty filled with alcoholics. Um oh man, that's interesting. Like the last time that we we even drank anything here, um when my brother was married in 2012, um he got married at a, a vineyard in Napa Valley. Okay. Um and we fell just in love with the wine that was there. And for our anniversary this year, I had gotten her um, three or four bottles of her preferred drink. Okay. Um, it was light stuff. And it's like some weird blend. It's really sweet. It basically, just tastes like carbonated grape juice. Okay. So, I mean, it's, it was alcoholic, but it wasn't, it, it didn't catch me. But prior to that, I hadn't drank anything in God months on months on months um for a combination of like you know don't want to really get drunk all the time um, yeah. and i don't really know when to stop which is weird but i'm not saying it like it's a bad thing i'm saying it like i just really once i get started drinking if i don't see the end of the bottle i fail myself that's kind of how it is for me too like it, it's it's difficult for me to know where my limit is because I don't drink very often at all. Right. And it like, and I have a pretty high tolerance until I don't. Exactly. Well, yeah. Um, I, I used to tell people um, just as an aside, like whenever I drink whiskey, I used to drink and I'd be like, Oh God, it burns. Oh God, it burns. And when it stops burning, I'm like, my brain by that point has said, you know, when it stops burning, you should stop. But then when it, <laughs> when it stops burning, you're like, Oh Yes. I am tolerant now and I can just do all of it. And so like I got last time I did whiskey like that, I got 50 ounces in like that's Shit, two dude. and a half big boy bottles. It was not pretty. I bet that was not fun. Um, I remember waking up in the hospital, not because I needed to go, but because I threw up and it was my first time throwing up drunk and I had a panic attack. I thought I was going to die. So I wow. begged her to call the hospital. And yeah, she that's, was, uh, that's impressive. Right? Like, okay. She, she's God love her. She handled me. She let me go. She let me pay the $300 ambulance bill. Because <laughs> that was a bad call. But like, she's, when I woke up, I was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to embarrass you. And she's like, no, 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 no. The guy that you were sharing the room with crapped his pants while we were there and he couldn't get them off. And <laughs> the nurse had to change his crappy sweatpants and you slept through all of it. That's what you need to apologize to me for. <laughs> nice. Um, But yeah, no, that was the worst I ever got drunk. But like this past year drinking that that real sweet stuff oh my goodness <laughs> oh my goodness man amazing yeah it's Ooh. it's super rare for me to get drunk period because i don't i don't drink often i will say though there is we went to this place in uh in greenville and uh -huh. when kelly was uh in her graduate school and um it was a it's a Mexican restaurant, and so we both got margaritas. And I like I don't remember if I drank one or if I drank two, but it was there was the you know the the bigger glass margaritas, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was the same deal. Like I drank it fucking fast, and I was like, it's all good. And then all of a sudden, like we stand up to leave, and I pay and whatever, and I oh. am just like my head is swimming. Oh man! And I was like, I don't know what's going on here. And she's like, you're tipsy. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not tipsy, but I was like, but I better not drive just in case because like, holy shit. And so we get in the car and she drives back right. and, uh, and like three minutes later, I'm fine. <laughs> like, so basically I just, I just got drunk for like 12 minutes and then I was good. 
you know what's, what's going to be great is we've got people that I know will listen to this that are like professional drinkers who are like, oh my God, why these guys are so sad. Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? Like they're like, man, remember we got a mutual friend literally has an, a beer advent calendar going on yep. right now. Yep. You know, and I'm sitting here going, you know, what we got going on at, at, at my house for an advent calendar, man. We actually have one. Like my wife made a um, Christmas movie scratch off advent calendar. Okay. That has, that's our advent calendar. So like yesterday was um, planes, trains, and automobiles. And today is we're on pause because we're doing this tonight, but we're going to do two tomorrow to take his place. Nice. So ours is just like these little sample size jams. Yeah. And uh, I don't remember what the first the first day was, but yesterday was uh, lavender and apricot. And uh, today's was like lemon and then something I'd never heard of called like kuzu or yuzu or I don't know. This yeah, that's is, um, that's ours. We have that. And then we also have just like the, the regular one that we use every year. And this is how we transition from talking about alcohol to talking about a, uh, a nice assortment of jams. <laughs> Just yeah. in case anyone needs to know where we are as men. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I've accepted it at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what that's what that's what people don't understand. Like that whole that whole opinion of what man is, you know, we're, we're sitting over here. Talking about jams, talking about getting drunk on mimosas, like yeah. Yo, we are the basic bitches of manhood. Okay, I'm, I, and I'm here for it, dude. Like, ca- catch me with with some fucking fancy ass drink at Starbucks. I don't care. I'll pay six fifty for that shit. For real, let me. Let, I'm. I will send you a bottle straight up of Fantasia from the Castello di Amorosa. That is <laughs> some good ish right there. Okay. Yeah. Just oh man. Yeah, I I learned that oh, a while ago that my life got so much better when I just stopped trying to like, or when I stopped giving a fuck what most other people think. <laughs> like, you know, call me call me basic, call me a pussy for still wearing my mask. Like, that's fine. I don't give a shit, dude. Yeah, that's a that's a a fun thing that people have been like real confrontational about. That have you you've been confronted about your mask? Just that one time. Oh, can you? Can you kind of reshare that story for those who don't know it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I don't remember if I'm in a if I'm in a gas station getting like a drink or something like that, but like this this guy basically is he's like, I can't believe this pussy is still wearing a mask, and I'm the only other dude in there. And like so I'm like, Yeah, I'll remember that when I'm reading your obituary later after you die from COVID. <laughs> and he and he was like he was very surprised that I said that, but but frankly, like most people don't uh, talk shit to me about that kind of stuff because I'm so big. Like, right? They don't. They don't know that I'm actually like a total teddy bear. But you know, this guy just, I guess, decided he wanted to see what would happen, and uh, yeah, it's just so so dumb. That's uh, you know, I I don't even know. It's night and day. Um, cause we call ourselves a sick calendar social club, right? Um, Josh and I both live in, in South Carolina, all you listeners at home, but I live directly, like literally, um, last I counted, it was like 16 steps away from the state line. So I live like right next to North Carolina. I still just say out of North Carolina cause it's just easier for me. Um, <clears throat> So like all my business is done in North Carolina. And when I go to stores in North Carolina, it is 85, 90% masks. You know, there might be, I mean, and, and, I, and I'm including the mask people that, you know, pull their little nose dicks out. Um, <laughs> even though they're idiots, they're at least either trying, no matter what they're trying to do, they're at least covering something. Yeah. So I'll give them partial credit. There. Covering but the I mean, most offensive part of their face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so like they, they, I include them. You look at all these people in these businesses in North Carolina and that's, that's all I come across. Now, granted, 
the North Carolina business I deal with is Charlotte, which is a pretty big place, Yep, all things considered. But then when I went to Rock Hill, which is 15 <laughs> miles south in South Carolina, I was the only dude in the Stamps Club down there with a mask on that I saw. I walked in and immediately was like, oh, yeah. Boy, does this feel awkward. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't give a fuck down here in South Carolina about it. Like as soon as it, you know, not even as soon as most people did not want to deal with like mask mandates and stuff like that at, from the very beginning. But as soon as all that stuff started loosening up, boy, you just don't see anybody wearing that shit anymore. I don't get it, man. I mean, to a degree, I, I kind of, I understand our whole country is based around the idea of like, you never know what's going to happen, but at the same time, my freedom. Yeah. Um, and, we, and we were just talking about like the Second Amendment and stuff as well. That's right up there with the same kind of mentality. Yep. Like you never know what's going to happen. So I need my guns, my freedom. Let me keep my guns. Right. You know? So that's like the instincts a lot of those people will hit you with. And it's, it's so strange to me that people that don't wear masks would be confrontational in general with people that do it's not affecting you if the people who are wearing the masks are wearing them right that's that doesn't actually cause you any issues you're the only one that could potentially be causing issues for others yeah but you don't really see that yeah like you're you're the problem not me like i have a i just have this weird really bad inability to put myself in the shoes of somebody that is like selfish like that I've just given up on the idea of doing that. Like I, I, I like you try to, to feel a lot of empathy towards a lot of other different situations because I feel like that helps make me like a, a more well-rounded person, but I have lost like all empathy and sympathy towards people and how they, how they're treating like the pandemic and things like that. I just, I just can't do it anymore. It's. I still, it, it, I don't know how to cut that off for me. And I wish that I could, you know, like when we talked about Chappelle and stuff like that, like I wish that I could just be angry about it. Yeah. I just, I have this really hard time doing stuff like that. Like I have a really hard time when I get, when I read about some of the craziness about, you know, conservative things that happen. Am I conservative? No, I'll admit that to you. No problem. I, I don't care about that. But like, if I, can I condemn half of the country? No, I have a hard time doing that. I can say they are they are making an ignorant decision, but to use an extreme example, I can't condemn the like German populace during Nazi like occupation just because they were there and they didn't fight back. Like I, I have a hard time with that. Yeah. I I think that that's, I mean, a little different for me because, you know, in, in that situation, we're talking about condemning a population because they didn't fight back. But like that's essentially sacrificing their lives, you know, whereas where's this all, all this is, is you, all you have to do is put on a mask and stay six feet away from me. Like that's so, oh, yeah, much, no. so much easier. Like, I, and, that, and that's that helps me make the jump. Right that part i i get that's why i said it was an it's an extreme example it's it's sure. uh, it's not at all on the same playing field not even the same sport um i cannot fathom not being down with your fellow man enough to to do this, this is what we were just talking about like i can't i can't break break it break my brain enough for that to make sense to me and i i can't stop trying to figure it out it's weird. It's like you handed me a Rubik's cube and it's like, no, I don't know the steps to get it back to where it was, but man, I'm going to keep tinkering with it because I don't know how to stop. Right. That's my issue with problems like that. I, I cannot stop messing with stuff like that. Empathy sucks, dude. It can. It, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Especially when the logical part of your brain is like, I should not feel this way for this, this person or this situation, but the emotional part of your brain is like, well, you're just going to feel it anyway. Sorry. So, okay. No, this is as heavy as I'm going to go today. I just have to get it off my chest real fast. Not about me at all. Well, actually it is about me, but not about me. Whatever. 
Um, so my friend Chris, you know Chris. Yeah. Um, he is kind of like an off and on. He he, I don't necessarily say he preaches, but he speaks. He he gives sermons from time to time uh, at his church. Okay. Um, he helps the preacher out and stuff like that. Blah blah blah. Anyway, um, he has a friend of his whose child passed from SIDS. Damn. Um, yeah, four months. Absolutely devastating. You know, I just even thinking about that will mess with me, you know, and so I'm glossing over it now to move forward. They asked him to preside over the funeral. And so it's this Sunday. He's very, he's stealing himself for it. He's trying really hard to get like yeah. hard up to, to handle his business, you know, because he he played with the kid, like he, he right. knew the kid. Um, and I was talking to him today and uh, he was like, it's, it's going to be really hard. It's going to be really tough. And, and I don't know what I'm going to do. My mom, my mom says she's going to come, you know, if I needed it. And my instincts are immediately because I care about him is to say, dude, if you want me there, I'll be there. Absolutely. Right. And then the other part of me was like, yeah, I bet you would go to a newborn's funeral. Go for it, homeboy. How's that going <laughs> to work out for you? You fucking cry at fucking drug commercials now. You tear up at the end of songs that have nothing to do with sadness. So don't talk to me about being able to handle a funeral at that situation. Yeah. And so I'm sitting here and there's this lull in the conversation and I can, it just kind of stumbles out. I mean, if you need me there, I absolutely would do it. And I can hear it in my throat going, you fucking idiot. Just like slowly crawling out. And then he goes, Nah, man, you wouldn't be any good there. <laughs> <laughs> Which I responded, oh, thank God. Okay. Yeah. You want to say that you can be like the rock for your friends, but then this is sometimes you just can't do that shit. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that completely. Oh, my goodness. That's funny. Oh. Just thinking about it now just freaks me out. Yeah, I I couldn't do that, and I didn't like I wouldn't. I I don't I don't know, man. I this that's tough. I don't remember the. I think the last time I was at a funeral, funeral was my grandfather's. Like yeah. ten ten years ago, and we did a little memorial thing for my for my mom like a couple months ago, but that was not like a a funeral situation really. Your your mother. My mask, she was cremated, correct? Yeah. Okay. So that's how it's been for my last two grandparents. Um, and like mom and dad have talked about it. You know, I don't know what mom's plans are anymore. Um, right. You know, I, I honestly don't, I assume dads have not changed because if they were to actually change, he would actually have to write a will, which, mm-hmm would involve him actually having to sit down and do something like that. Yeah. And that is not in his wheelhouse, like at all. So I'm assuming he's still getting cremated. And I don't know, man. That just seems so much easier to be able to stomach. Uh, Yeah, I I think that my plan is to be cremated too. Like, um, you know, not to, I don't want to do heavy tonight, but I will say that like when, when I've had this conversation with like Kelly in the event that something happens to me and my, my dad, uh, right. you know, like cremate me, do one of those deals where it's like, uh, you know, you plant a tree with my ashes or whatever. Uh, yeah, that's pretty. Like, like do that. My mom was, um, cremated and then like, she's in a, a like a biodegradable sea turtle. Yeah, I know. I've told, I've told my wife about that more than once. Cause yeah. she gets all the time. And it's like living with someone who has like um, this rather harmless version of dementia. She forgets <laughs> shit all the time. I have told her about your mother's sea turtle thing three times. Each time she's been like, that's so nice. Yeah. So like something like that, totally down with that. I, I don't need to be buried. I don't need to have a plot or a headstone or anything crazy like that. Like, Yo, I'll never forget. Okay. So when my, my grandfather, when he passed, he was cremated mom kept the ashes she didn't know what to do i say grandfather he's like my my grandma's like third husband okay whatever anyway 
Um, she didn't really know what to do. She's like, I want to a year after you know his passing, I want to, you know, bury his ashes and and plant a tree, uh, his favorite tree, which I don't even remember what it is. Uh, he's like, I want, I want to plant this, and I want us to drink his favorite drink, and you know, all this sweet and wonderful stuff. Awesome, not a problem. So she goes year after his his passing. We drop his ashes in a hole in the ground in her backyard. Put a tree over top. She waters it diligently every year. I mean, every day. Um, she's she's taking care of it, but she can't get that shit to grow because. Apparently, ashes, when you pour water on them, they basically become a little cinder block. And she, yeah. she just killed the tree with his ashes. And she was I just should, like... I shouldn't be laughing. She like, kept trying to say... Well, okay. She kept trying to say that it was like... At first, she was like, maybe it's a sign. Maybe he just didn't want the tree to grow. <laughs> and then she goes, you know, maybe it just wasn't meant to be. You know, maybe I'm just... Maybe I don't have the green thumb I thought I did. I'm just like... Watching this unfold over the over the course of like a month's time, watching this tree die, and every time I keep just casually bringing it, like you don't think maybe his ashes had anything to do with it, do you? <laughs> and she would just be like, "No, no, people do this all the time." Yeah, but do they do it exactly like you're? Okay, mom, sure. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> she took the rest of his ashes. I shit you not, dude. She took the rest of his ashes and she sprinkled them on her driveway because they sparkled in the moonlight. Oh, no. So a few weeks before we moved out, my brother had come up to visit and he was standing outside with me, my wife, and uh, our father. And he's looking down at the sidewalk and he goes... I'm not sure how she laid this stuff down, man, but it's kind of mesmerizing. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, it's like it's sparkly, you know? Like it's like twilight shit. It's like really sparkly in the, in the light. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, that's, that's pops, man. And he was just like, <laughs> that's what? Like, no, that's pops. And he stares at me for this minute and he's just like, are you saying that, like, are you trying to say, like, his spirit is making... Nah, dude, like, for real, she sprinkled his ashes right here, and that's why it's sparkly. And my brother, military intel, two tours in Iraq, one in Afghanistan, he looks down and he's like, that is the most fucked up shit I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, y'all gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I don't know that I would have ever thought to do that. Apparently it's a thing. It is not a thing that I think I would I could do, but um yeah, no, I don't, I I stopped a long time ago trying to understand the logic of my parents. <sighs> yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. So, uh, so listen, I have a scenario that I want to pose to you and get your opinion on. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. This is, this is the thing that I was like writing out, uh, right before we started. So, and guys, before the show, we got together at eight 30, uh, thinking, <laughs> okay, we'll get this stuff done early. He's like, I got a scenario. I'm going to, I got to, I want to write this out so I get it right. Fucking. We didn't get started till nine. Yeah. Okay, I'm just saying. So I hope I cannot wait to hear this. <clears throat> well, I mean, yeah. So all right. I'm hyped. I have a friend who's been married for a couple of years. I don't I don't love her husband. I, I kind of think he sucks. They were this is about me, isn't it? No, it's not about Fuck. you. They were they were talking about uh waiting to try for a child until you know some stuff cleared up with her job in about like you know, a couple couple, three, you know, years or whatever. Recently, like as in the last couple of weeks or so, they decided to stop all birth control and start trying for a kid. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not the only one who's not a super huge fan of the husband. Basically, like all of the wife's, you know, other friends have been very vocal about like maybe give it some more time, maybe reconsider because of some of the stuff that the the husband has done and been through, like in the in his past like 
you know, 10 or year, 10 or so years or whatever. And this has kind of resulted in like big fights between the wife and those friends. So okay. I have not weighed in on this subject yet. And I'm not, I'm not really sure how to, or if I even should. Okay. And that's, that's kind of, that's kind of the scenario. Like I feel, I feel like it, it's, in some ways kind of my responsibility as as the friend to be another voice or a, you know potential voice of reason but at the same time like the other friends who have brought this up have been like it's just generated a lot of tension and anger and stress and stuff like that so i don't i i don't think that the message would would be received okay so how long have they been married uh two years <clears throat> how long were they together before that six years and so eight years total they've been together and he has sucked the whole time uh yeah not really towards her but like towards other people in his life in his life or to her his, to her his life his life oh so he's a dick to people in his life yeah okay. yeah okay um but he's good to her uh he- decent to her is he good to you guys? I mean, I don't really interact with him much. He's he's been nice, you know, kind of. I just don't. Cordial. Yeah. Okay. And they agreed to wait until when again? Like a couple years. Okay. And no, no, like metric. Just they were gonna wait. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, some stuff was is going on with her job, and she wants to clear that up before oh, okay. they before they get into it. Interesting. And so they just decided to screw it. Yeah. Are they like our age? Uh, they're a little younger. So okay. like early, early mid thirties. Early mid-30s. I like how you say a little younger. Aren't you still just 35? I'm 36. I mean, it's whatever. It's a year. Okay. Uh, that's hard. Honestly. Yeah. Be, I mean, unless there is some kind of like hidden secret thing that you know about the husband that is like a deal breaker, you're not going to change your mind. Um, yeah. I there there is one more piece of information here, but I don't I'm not comfortable disclosing it. OK. Because, you know, I, I think that would be. So, think, but do you feel like this piece of information is a deal breaker? Uh, I mean, it would be f- for me. Okay. Do you know if she knows it or not? Yeah, she definitely knows it. She definitely knows. It. Okay, but if she knows it, then not it's a, not, it's a, deal not a deal breaker. Yeah, it's not a yeah. deal breaker for her. And if, like, and my point when I'm saying deal breaker, I'm talking like if you've already committed to having a kid, like it's going to be really hard for you to back off of that. Um, because it, was, it sounds like she's she's so she stopped all of her birth control and she's just like, um, let the chips fall where they may. If it happens, happens. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Um, there ain't shit you can do here, dude. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of kind of how I how I think it's gonna go too. Like I. I don't know. I mean, if she does, she know how you feel about the husband already. Yeah, she's definitely aware. Okay. Then if she's aware of that, all you're gonna do is make her feel like you don't have her back if you confront her. If it's one of those things, like it's really hard for you to just like. There's no fight you can have here that's gonna come out good for you. Right. And she definitely is not going to listen to the shit you have to say. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing. Like she's really big into the emotional side of, of having a child, like all the, you know, take them to trick or treat and like Christmas and yeah. all that junk and isn't really considering the rational part. And I think that's, that's where the, that's where the disconnect is. I mean, honestly, I don't know very many people that have kids thinking logically when they do it. Yeah. Um, 
because like I we agreed we had a plan the wife and I did mm-hmm. um and every time we tried to renovate that plan or anytime we tried to change any aspects of that plan it it didn't work you know um you're going to be really hard pressed to to get anywhere with her at this point if they've been together already eight years she's well aware of what's coming her way right y'all don't y'all don't like them but she doesn't care it makes her happy so as, as shitty as it sounds it really seems to me like the best thing you can do is just remind her of how you feel but let her know that it's not changed how you feel about her yeah and that whatever happens you're happy for her and you have her back regardless fair enough i mean that's just my opinion which i yeah. guess is what you were asking for so <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's just it's just tough because you see somebody making a potentially like very significant mistake mm-hmm. and uh it's tough because you want to help them not make the mistake but well in her eyes it might not be a mistake right and that, well that's and that's, and that's just it right you know yeah yeah um, it, because if if it's not a mistake to her but it's a mistake to you there's plenty of shit that I have done that will look like a mistake to someone else that might not look like a mistake to me. Um, walking away from my job might have looked like a mistake to some, but, you know, doesn't necessarily look like a mistake to me. Right. You know, now there are unanswered questions that come along with that, but it still does not change that the decision was the best one for me. And so, like, with her, again, going based off of what little I, I know here, what might be a mistake for you, it's not going to be a mistake for her. Yeah. And and that's going to suck, but, you know, if that's the route she wants to take, can't really stop her. She's an adult. Yeah, it just, it's just like a, just one of those things, I guess, that's just frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't waste your time. Honestly, it would just cause her to be hurt. Well, I've got some experience lately with like giving advice and and whatever, and and it just being a waste of my time. So, <laughs> you know, oh, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know anything about that. Yeah. Oh man, just that's interesting. That is that's um, it's real. But it's someone that lives down there with you, right? Uh, no. Oh, doesn't live. Okay, doesn't live down there with you. So, like, that's even more interesting to me because it kind of reminds me of the thought that I had as we were coming back together uh, today, you and me. Um, I was thinking about the fact that we come from kind of country upbringings and we live in cities and and what we experience and how similar they are and how different they may be. Yeah. You know, and so like you're always going to come across those types of situations because that's human nature, right? Like you don't approve of the spouse and they're about to make these crazy decisions that you don't believe in and shit like that. Right. But like I find, dude, as I live here, even though I've lived here 14 years in the, in the Charlotte area, uh, going on 15 years. I know shit. 15 years for sure now. Um, even though that's not half my life, it just feels like it's been so much of my life. I know and what you mean. I still can't shake that I, I feel like I'm a country boy. You know what I mean? And it's so strange because I, I think about the people that I grew up around and how different they are from the people here in Charlotte. And And, and but how the drama is still the same. I think the drama is still the same no matter where you are. It just, the names change and maybe the feelings change and some of the backgrounds and descriptions change. But mm-hmm. like ultimately when you boil it down, it's all the same. Well, this is weird because whenever I was growing up, one of the reasons I wanted to get the hell away from where I was living um, was the fact that 
um, everybody knew me as my dad's son or my brother's brother. They didn't know me as Brandon. They didn't care. And so getting out of that was really important to me. Um, And you don't recognize how close knit you are until like, so I lost my, uh, my virginity in high school, right? Yeah. Um, great girl, whatever. I don't know where she is or whatever, but like her last name, Milliken. Okay. Okay. And I never thought anything of it. It was the last initials were K-A-N. No, not initials, but the last part of Milliken was K-A-N. Um, and yet my grandma, her, her, her uh, maiden name was Milligan. G-A-N. Okay. And the girl that I, I lost my virginity to, like, she's not necessarily from that side, from that place, but, like, she's, she, her family is, has always been around that area. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, I have spent many a night going real deep on Ancestry, just <laughs> praying to God that I don't come across <laughs> anything. <laughs> I have been so scared. You were yeah, talking that's... about bad decisions, my friend. Oh boy! One of the reasons I'm with a black girl now. There you go. Like, I mean, it's Im- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I in in that way, I'm a little fortunate because I was in Kentucky, so I didn't Ugh. didn't have to worry about that part. Oh man, your family was all in Charleston. Uh, all in like the the deep south. Yeah, pretty much. My God, just. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It, it, it's it's been cool. Like when we moved back, it was cool to like have everybody nearby. I mean, we've kind of since spread out a little bit just because you know there's no no central place anymore for everybody. But but right. yeah, everybody's still pretty much in South Carolina, or uh, we have extended family in New Orleans. So really, yep. I didn't know that. Yeah, on my mom's side. You know, when you were talking about getting together with your your dad's side of the family and reconnecting and stuff like that for for Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. I was thinking about, like, I always get, I don't want to say that I ever got jealous or envious or whatever the term is, the the proper one, but, like, you, you always were able to connect with your mom and dad simultaneously and that was always really dope because i'm a child of divorce yeah and man you will talk about some some frustrations there's so many things that you don't remember you now growing up but then if you, you recall back you're like i remember the amount of times that my mom would sit me down and grill me about like what my dad did or didn't say mm-hmm. and then my dad on the ride home from picking me up at mom's would ask me about all the stuff mom would say and then they would just talk crap about each other for like 15 20 minutes and then always they both ended it the same way like oh i'm supposed to be talking about this <laughs> <laughs> just get it out of the way and then be like well actually i probably shouldn't have done that right yeah exactly yeah. It's, it's the world's worst it's like watching a movie with the ending first it just you're getting you're telling me everything you're spoiling how you really feel this whole time yep um, but it's so cool, uh, to know, like my family now, um, we are so spread. Um, we, with, with the grandparents passing, it was almost like it's next to impossible for us to get together for mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. Um, my sisters and my brother, we got together, uh, last for my brother's retirement from the army in 2019 um and we have not all been in the same room together since it's important to note also i think that like the only ones that are full-blooded is like my brother and one of my sisters yeah all the rest of us are half siblings um and so like my brother and that one sister they'll they will see each other at holidays all the time and then the two sisters 
they're they're tight too you know and then my brother and i we're tight but my brother and the other half sister they're not tight and me and the half sisters we're not tight so like we don't ever see each other at all and then it's a matter of who's talking to what parent and then it's just there's so many headaches that come along it's like who's going to go to what house no one's interested and then with covid it's been just like every person for themselves because the one sibling that seems to have it the most together like lives in freaking Orlando <laughs> <laughs> and I am not going down to the zombie apocalypse. That is Florida. God, fuck that dude. So I have no idea when we're going to like see each other again, or honestly, at this point, as terrible as it may sound, it may sound dramatic, but like if we'll ever see each other again, like, it's uh, it's kind of crazy that COVID is like bait is introduced that question to the modern family. Like, you know, we're I am lucky that everybody is is nearby and that we all you know don't we we nobody was like I'm not going to get the vaccine. COVID's a hoax. None of the people in my family were like that. So mm-hmm. everybody got vaccinated. Everybody has been doing a pretty good job. Like, you know, with the social distancing and whatever. So we've been able to do things together. And I I could not imagine like having some of the experiences that some other people have where their families are like, you know, the 5G and then turning the frogs gay and, and whatever. Like that's I'm so I'm super glad that I don't have to deal with that. I've I really I really need to Google gay frogs because every time I hear that joke, I just think about like, what the hell does that even mean? (laughs) I know Alex Jones said it and stuff like that, but I'm just, I struggle with it. And I just need to know also that if a vaccine gives me 5G service, I'm struggling to see what the issue with that would be. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I think the, uh, the, I was going to say the privacy aspect of it would be a bit of a concern for me, but like all these companies already have all my fucking data anyway. So I say we're literally on a zoom call and I've got an email to get on a class class action lawsuit with zoom. So (laughs) uh, what are you supposed to say? Like our phones are listening to us all the freaking time anyway. I mean, and, and that's the truth of it because like there's so many dialed in ads that i get for shit that i literally have just talked to my wife about and that's it never googled anything about it yeah it's uh it's really interesting to see how that how that kind of stuff like works uh, and i would love to know honestly dude because my five-year-old you know what he likes you know what show he likes i'll tell you what show he likes he likes my little pony and is that weird for a five-year-old no but is that weird that google thinks that i'm a suddenly a fucking brony and i need like so many advertisements (laughs) for that because you know what bronies like i've come to find or at least google tells me they really like like hentai and i don't mean like tentacle hentai i mean like weird like my teacher is suddenly massively hot the next day with giant breasts hentai, and I don't understand it. And I get so many ads for it, and I just want it to stop, Josh. <laughs> and if this yeah. is all because my son likes Twilight Sparkle, I don't, I can't stand. It. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Do I have, do I have to cancel Netflix now? I mean, I mean, I don't know, man. That's that's tough. Like I'm fortunate that I just have the dogs and the cats, so I don't have to. I don't have to worry about that stuff. That's the other thing. I talk about my dogs and their allergies too. My dogs are both allergic to chicken meal and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, I get to talk about that. But Google does not think that I need advertisements about that. It's, it's just, it's all, it's, it's this stuff that just really. I feel I'm filled with regret. I looked up I looked up Skyrim mods one time. I don't even need to finish that story, Josh. You know, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know how I feel and what's probably has happened. And I'm gonna tell you, it's the truth. That's what's happened. That's so funny. It's it's really, really upsetting. But I have started playing Skyrim again. I mean, there you go. I mean, you have to because there's no other Elder Scrolls games coming out for who knows how long. Right. Yeah. Skyrim celebrated, what, 10 years this year? Yeah. And even though Bethesda is just like a really terrible when it comes to like fixing their bugs, at least currently, I don't think they're sexually harassing anybody. 
But for at least at least at this point, you know, nothing has come out yet, right? I'm man, that's the thing. I respect cancel canceling and all this stuff. I, I love it, but I always get an air of trepidation when it comes to committing to anything like these days. I'm in Charlotte, and that means we're in Ric Flair country. And I and and I think we all understand. If you don't know who Ric Flair is, anyone who's listening. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you except helicopter dick. Yeah. And the nature boy is so massive here. He's he's pretty untouchable. Um and oh my god, just I you, you struggle about who you can be a fan of or what you can get excited about these days, you know? Yeah, it's frustrating because like you become a fan of somebody or you, you know, become excited by something like tech company, piece of technology, fan of Ric Flair, rapper or whatever. And then all of a sudden all this other shit comes out about them and you're like, fuck. Yeah. Actually, a really good example of that is the uh, when when Jeopardy was deciding between Mayan Bialik and Ken Jennings. Yeah. Um, all that stuff that he wrote in tweets like super long time ago and all of the, the stuff about Mayan Bialik or what is it Mayan? I don't know if that sounds right. Blossom. Come on. We yeah. Don't. Yeah. It's just like all the, all that stuff. It just, everybody digs everything up and it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's we've all said and done dumb stuff, right? Yeah. And, and I, there have been plenty of times that I've thought if I ever ran for any kind of political office, what kind of hell would I be in? Like what, what, what is out there on me that could cancel me? You know? And, and I feel like there's gotta be something and I'm not saying that like, Oh, I'm untouchable. Like there's something out there to cancel me with. Right. I've, I do know this. I've never said anything racist and I've never said anything homophobic. That's about as far as I can go. I don't know any other dumb shit I might've said. Yeah, that's about where I'm at, too. Unfortunately, I never got into Twitter, so it was really easy to avoid that aspect of, of, of cancel culture. Oh, yeah. No, the, the, the beautiful thing is I got into Twitter at the time that, you know, I started teaching. And so I had to make sure that my te- my social media was pretty sanitized at that point. Yeah. And so I worked really hard not to tweet anything too terrible. Um, but even then, I'm, I'm scared about what I might get into. <laughs> who knows man like it could be could be anything you know i it's it's i one of the the conversations that i that i hear like from older people is about yeah. is about like what you know being frustrated because they don't know what they can and can't say anymore and like you know on the surface i can understand that because if it keeps changing it it can be hard to keep up right but at the same time, it's kind of your responsibility as a human being to like, you know. Yeah, if you if you're a decent person, it's it it shouldn't be too difficult. Um, I understand that. It's just, and you wonder about like people getting things out of context and using that to ruin you. Yeah, you know, because they're going to get into your search histories, and I got to tell you, bro. I mean. My wife understands my search history. That's fine and good. I just feel like my search history might ruin my ability <laughs> to run for any kind of office. Now that I think about it, you're going to cancel me from some serious dumb shit that I have Googled in my time and the amount of things that I've Googled in incognito mode back before you know, I realized that that was pointless. Yeah. Just, oh, man. Yeah, I, it's it's, you know, one of the things that that we talk about here because of Kelly's job and like being in publishing. And, and when I was working for create space, like we looked up some kind of wild shit <laughs> just because it was about like book topics and things like that. Like there's no, there's no way around that. Like you, you had to do it, but, but yeah. Eventually someone's going to find out that I have been to the dragons fucking car subreddit. And <laughs> I just I need to put it out there right now, guys. I've been to that subreddit. It's it's not for any kind of fetish. It's just because it's it's dragons fucking cars. And if you've not been, I mean, 
it's dragons fucking cars man what yeah oh man uh yeah i um i also want to take this opportunity now to apologize to anyone that has made it this far into this episode expecting there to have been a format yeah we had an idea at the beginning and we just decided to kind of shoot the shit pretty much so well the funny part is that we didn't decide we just kind of have yeah because i've got all the tabs open still of yeah the things same that we were going to talk about same and you know the the news that we were going to hit because you know as you guys know we we hit on the zeitgeist of things and whatnot um and if we cause people to stop listening because we are just shooting the shit today i'll be honest sorry um, but not sorry <laughs> like, yeah like we're we're friends at the end of the day and we hope you know it'd be really cool if we could get some people on here sometime i agree i i would like to have some some like representation for sure of all the stuff that we talk about we've got people who can fit, i don't i don't want to say like fit those roles or whatever but that's really kind of how it works out oh yeah we we at least know one woman yeah um, that we're not currently sharing a bed with that should be able to share information with us right yeah so they they won't have a bias towards us i'm assuming um shit, so. shit. my my one woman would would only have a bias about me in some in some subjects but i think that she she gets a lot of enjoyment out of like discussing stuff with me that we don't necessarily agree on so my my wife will say some terrible shit about me and not realize she's <laughs> saying terrible shit and then she'll be like what what and then i gotta go 10 minutes explaining because she earnestly does not know that she says some some shit and i'll be like oh no no honey no but i'm just saying baby no but no please don't um but yeah i think i think it'd be nice if so if you our dear listeners out there if you're not part of the discord please get on that thing discord.carolinasocialclub.com exactly so that when we start kind of branching this thing out we we will start coming up with uh some ideas um to include people because we have we have uh seen this thing start to grow yeah. a little bit here and there um we we've got what rumors of of ads potentially um, yeah i got an email about a potential sponsorship and then i haven't heard anything else from them about it so okay know. well we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hope for the best here. <laughs> um, but guys thank you so much for sticking with us for for i don't mean just this podcast but just like all the episodes that you've stuck with us so far um we are we're still growing we can always use any constructive criticism and feedback that you may have for yeah us. for sure um and that's one of the reasons i want you to hop into the discord and not just you know be a part of the community but help us you know to grow because we we want this to be not just a platform for us but for a platform for everyone who wants to use it yeah for sure and and like it's been it's been nice like having just the conversation in the discord too has been yes super super positive and like there's not really been any any issues and the feedback has been really good like we've made some changes to the audio because of the feedback and i think that's mm -hmm. worked out pretty well like yeah you right. guys are, are fucking awesome for that i um i'm working on getting my voice deeper you know for uh <laughs> you know who for me it's always for you like come on it's not even funny <laughs> jesus i was i was telling i was i was telling my wife like you know, i was like yeah Eddie's not going to be here so this is going to be part one of our 14 part podcast and why we love each other so much <laughs> um, it's true though so sorry guys uh i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to learn to to love eddie i realized like last like last time we didn't say we loved each other and i was like do i love eddie Am I there? And I was like, oh my God, right? I'm actually having this conversation to myself. <laughs> Jesus. Because I'm like, if I say I love Eddie, then I'm committing to something. And I am I ready to commit? It's, no, no. It's it's terrible. I overanalyze this shit way too much. I mean, you know, overthinking is fun until it's not. Right. 
Uh, so next week we'll be back. I think Eddie, Eddie, what did he, how did he phrase it? He said, tell them people on the podcast that I miss them and I'm going to be back in their ear, ear holes soon. Sincerely, Daddy Sugar Dick. So there you go. He'll be back next week. You want to talk about somebody who gets high on their own socialist supply? That motherfucker right there. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. I love that man. <laughs> I think we'll talk some Christmas stuff next week. I'm not really sure. Yes. Um, so, guys, if you're not in the Discord, I want to drop this knowledge right here, right now. One of the things I want to talk about for Christmas, and we're going to leave it, it's a cliffhanger of a sorts. I need to know once and for all what makes a Christmas movie. I have had this argument and this fight for literally years with Josh, with other people. And it's time to put it to bed once and for all. Let's settle this. What's in a Christmas movie? What is it? What does it mean? Yeah. And I want to know if I'm wrong or if I'm right, but I think I'm right. So no, don't do that. that. (laughs) Okay. I'm actually trying to approach this with an open heart and an open mind. And I'm not trying to say anyone's right or wrong right now, but you're a problem. (laughs) Well, we'll see. That's, uh, that's going to do it for us for for tonight um thank you guys again for listening you know be thinking about what makes a christmas movie so that we can have that discussion and uh yeah yeah and and join in the conversation on the discord so that we can uh we'll, we'll bring up people's suggestions and people's thoughts on this as well and who knows you know maybe if we're lucky we can we can really start branching out and and bringing some folks on here to talk about some of this stuff with us there you go. Discord.carolinasocialclub.com. And you can find us on Twitter at Carolina SOC Club. Instagram, which I haven't posted on, so I don't even know why I'm trying to promote it uh, at Carolina Social Club. And uh, yeah, hang out, feedback, questions, Christmas movies, fun stuff. We're going we're gonna to have fun. And guys, today's Carolina Social Club was brought to you by someone that is in Josh's fan folder right now. Probably. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye, guys.